Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hub World Podcast. Um, we have a very special episode for you today, which we'll get into. Let's introduce who's here. Um, my name is Jules. I'm Mateo. I'm Gino. And I'm Riley. Hooray. <laughs> um, Hooray for Riley. <laughs> Hooray for Riley. So today we have a new series we're starting that we thought would be fun. So what are we calling it, Mateo? You came up with the name, so you can t- tell the, the listeners. Either I think we, it's either going to be the Hub World Homework or Hub Work, but I, I like the Hub World Homework better, to be honest uh, with you. Yeah. So to give you an idea of what this is, is essentially we're taking the idea of Secret Santa and we're applying it to games that we should play. So each of us put our names into a random name generator that sent us a, a different name. Um, and we had to come up with a list of two, maybe three games that we want to suggest to this person to play over the course of the next month. So at the time we're recording this, um, this is September 1st. So the deadline would be October 1st for this person to play the game. So the idea is everybody's going to recommend one game to their, their person. If the person is really uninterested with that game, then they can give the second or the third. Um, but really, we want to give like kind of one recommendation. The idea behind this is that we don't necessarily have to play the full game, especially if it's a longer game, um, considering it's only a month and we do have other games we're playing and other things we're doing. So 10 hours. Cough, cough, Metroid Dread. <laughs> we do want to finish the games before Metroid Dread launches on October 8th. So what we're going to do is we're going to say everybody has to play 10 hours of the game that they're assigned you can of course play more and finish the game if you'd like but you absolutely have to play 10 hours and then we're going to talk about um our experiences with those games what we liked what we didn't like what we're interested in if we didn't finish the game maybe what we're excited for things like that um and this will all be one episode so you're listening to this right now and in a month's time we're gonna be recording our impressions and this will all be one episode so you'll hear that right after this but first before we get into that before um you get to hear our reactions one month later we're going to assign the games right here live so none of us know who anybody has as of now and none of us know the games we're going to get recommended so this will all be live does anybody want to start I think we should begin our with our talking order whoever they're suggesting to that person would then go next so Okay, so Gino, it sounds like you want me as the host to go first, so so just again, so I guess what we're doing is I'm going to recommend my game to somebody, and then that person would then go? Yep. Okay, so just for you at home to listen, I'm going to say the name of the person I got, I'm going to say the first game I think that I want them to play, to tell them a bit about why I want them to play, and then if they want to hear the second game, they can ask, Um, and at that point I will do the same thing, and then they can choose between the two. but they don't have to ask to hear the second game. They can just be like, nah, I'm taking the first. So I got Gino. Ooh. And the game I've selected for you to play in this month of September is a uh, little game that I've talked quite a bit about in some of the past podcasts. Um, a little game known as The World Ends With You. The Switch version specifically. The final remix version. I think you should play this because I know your style, Gino. I know you love jrpgs every jrpg i've I've suggested to you you seem to pretty much get into especially the square enix ones um and this one's really fun it's not as long as a typical rpg um and it's not the same like it's very unique 
Um, but I think you'll like the vibe and I think you'll like the story and I think it'll, it'll give you like a little good experience there. So it'll give me a reason to play my switch again. Yeah. And I can provide it for you. Jules, I will say, I think the only JRPG that you suggested to me that I didn't like was probably bravely second. I just could not, I just could not bravely default to not bravely second. Oh yeah. Um, Bravely second is much better than bravely default to. And that's fair. And I genuinely tried it and I had to pick it up and start like three times, but I think I will take your first suggestion because like generally you have good taste when it, when it comes to this, like, yeah, but I am curious what the second one is, but I think we should go through each person's list. If they take the first game at the end of it, they can suggest like what, yeah, what I was thinking of for next. What's up to you. Do you guys want to do that? I think it'd be fun. I could just tell you now if it would just be easier. Oh, okay. But so I'm, I am going to take, I think we have to definitively say, yes, I'm going to take the first game. Okay, so you are going to take the world ends with you. Well, the other game I was going to recommend to you is also very similar to the world ends with you because it also takes place in Shibuya, which is Persona 5 Royal, although that one is a very long game. So I was a little hesitant. And that's the only, even though I feel like I want you to play that one more, I also recognize that there's no way you will complete Persona 5 Royal in the month of September. There's no way. So... That was the other one. Although I do think you would really enjoy Persona. But get to Persona. I, I yeah. think it's one of those games that like I'll eventually get to it. I haven't played any of the other games. And I know that is like considered a sin <laughs> in some in some circles. Hey, I didn't play play them till last year and there yeah, I think you'd really like it. Okay. But um but yeah, I, I I would say for this month, the world ends with you might be a better. Yeah, because like I'm still working on the Minecraft series and all stuff. Quick shout out to that uh, card for the the Minecraft series right here, the most recent episode, uh, if it's still going. But yeah, I I think between recording all that kind of stuff and doing the the video game homework and stuff, I think I think uh, the the world ends with you will definitely be a, a much nicer a nicer thing because like I, I could just play it in bed. Yeah, and that's a nice thing is that. And this is what I will recommend to you with The World Ends With You, especially because you're, you're playing the Switch one, which does have an option for you to play it on the screen using the Joy-Cons. I'm going to recommend to you to not play it like that. Play it entirely handheld the way it was meant to be played with the touchscreen. If you even want me to lend you my Super Mario Maker stylus so that you don't have to use your fingers to play. Like, I used my fingers to play, but a stylus would work way better. Um, yeah, and I it's not a hard style. It's like a soft style, so it wouldn't damage your screen. But it's a really fun game. Like it's, it's like really, really cool. Okay. Well, Gino, it's your turn. Uh, it's my turn, and uh, Mr. Riley, I have boy, do I have some suggestions for you, boy. Uh, I have three different ideas based on three things that you like to do. I think you'll take one of the first two suggestions. You might not take the first one, but I'm hoping you will. I kind of viewed my suggestions for this game because I feel like everyone's going to be suggesting some kind of story-driven game. I want to push just like a fun, casual, go in and build kind of game. It's satisfactory, isn't it? Yeah, it's satisfactory. Christ. It is. Let's do the other one. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about satisfactory. I've never even heard about this game. Satisfactory is very satisfying. Uh, it's one of those games where, like, I've I was easily able to rack up ten hours within three play sessions, just because um, there's a lot of like I know Riley likes organizing, I know Riley likes math and optimization and building big, beautiful, and efficient things. Efficiency and and stuff, I really think Riley could get behind. You 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 crash you you crash onto this alien planet, 
and it's up to you to go and strip this planet of all of its resources and send it back to your mega corporation on a distant planet. And you're interacting. It's a survival game. Um, it can be quite uh, fun as you're going running around inside of this alien world, finding uh, failed mining expeditions and things, building up your own resources, getting different crafting recipes and stuff. And it's just an easy pick up, play, have fun with it. I would front the $35 that it is for you to play this. And eventually you can play it in a multiplayer setting. So it'd be nice to have another friend to play with. That's just my selfish choice. If uh, And I, I had a feeling that you might not... Uh, might not take it, but I wanted to just put it out there because I think you would like it, but maybe not in this context. Anyway, second suggestion from me would be a Souls-like game. I don't think you've played anything like this one before, and I know you're a big fan of Dark Souls, an even bigger fan of Bloodborne. And this game here actually would be at no cost to you because it is on the Game Pass. And this is a game called Surge 2. It is a Souls-like game set in the future. Uh, you are a human, and basically you are building this exoskeleton, and you build your exoskeleton based on the enemies and bosses that you kill. And you basically build the suit to be bigger and bigger. I personally have not played it, but I have heard many good things about it. The re Steam reviews are very positive. I have Surge 2 because of Humble Bundle, so I can possibly install that tonight. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've watched it. it. You'd like it. It looks really cool. Yeah, I've heard there's some pretty big improvements over Surge One. So yeah, that was that was the big the big thing. And apparently, you don't even need to play Surge One to understand what's going on for Surge Two. So because you like those Souls games and you like Destiny and stuff, so you like those kind of like future uh, like future content kind of games like Starcraft and Halo and stuff like that. I thought that you might like this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I of the two, I'm definitely leaning towards the Surge. Yeah, I had a feeling. No offense to Satisfactory, but in regards, I while I do like efficiency and math and optimization, it's usually towards a purpose, not for, for its own sake. I know, but it's like a good, like, zen game. You've had a hard day, and you just want to, like, turn off your brain and just build a nice, satisfying factory. And then you update I, some My job at work well. generally is optimizing solving other people's problems. Mine is too, but it's it's fun to do it in a virtual sense where you can make basically like exploit a planet of all of its resources. But yeah. Well, Riley, that means it's your turn if you're accepting Surge too. Uh yeah, I'm accepting Surge too. I'm afraid I'm not gonna have any grand speeches about the suggestions, but my draw was Mateo. The last game I suggested Mateo, he absolutely despised. So I feel like there's a lot of pressure on me here to deliver this time. <laughs> Ellie, you can only go up from here. And I was really torn with this choice, because on one hand, there's a game that I've been suggesting for a while before we even started this that I know he owns, but I think he might play it regardless, so I'm it's hard for me to pick that one. Is it just two, or can I have three if he doesn't like the first two? Oh, that's fair, that's fair. Okay. So I'll do the first two, and then the third one's the reserve one that I thought he was going to play anyways. <laughs> okay. Which I already know what it's going to be. Yeah, you know that one. Okay, so the first one I was going to go with given that you've sort of dipped your toes into the sort of genre, uh, is Knights of the Republic. Mm. I know you play Mass Effect. You got through the first game, and I'm proud of you for that. You stopped the second one. Hopefully one day you'll go back. But I feel like the added incentive of playing in the universe you're familiar with, and like, and that you're already invested in, might actually get you through it. It might make you more involved in the role-playing of the, of the game. It's true. I, I, Riley had to push me through it, but I did enjoy it by the end. It's by Bioware. It's very much, for those of you who don't know, it's very much like Mass Effect. It's a, a choice-driven RPG. It's a little bit archaic in its combat design, but it's still fun. And I think the choices in KOTOR are not as far-reaching as Mass Effect, but a lot more fun in the moment, especially if you're 
you play as an evil character. The second one I'm going to suggest is another game I figure you play. It's not the one the the one I thought for sure you play. It's another one that I figure you play at some point, and that's going to be uh, Red Red Dead Redemption One. So I know you play the second one really like that, and I've played the first one like that one quite a bit. I'm I still haven't gone through the second one, but you know what Red Dead Redemption is about. First one is considerably faster pace than the second one from what I've played with the second one. So Mateo, are you accepting these contracts? You know what the third one is. Yeah, the third one's Symphony of the Night, right? No. Dang, then I don't know what the third one is. You were very close. I know what the third one is. I'll give you a hint. It's my favorite Metroidvania. Oh, by the way, I own all three of the games. Yeah, that I know. You... I know you do. For for the, the people at home, that third game is Hollow Knight. I love me some Hollow Knight. Now, this is, this is where I land on these. I really want to play Knights of the Old Republic, but the visuals are the thing that, you like... You get through it! You push through! Yeah, it's true. Trust me, Mateo. As somebody who just did it, the best way to get through Knights of the Old Republic to the point where you'll enjoy it and you can look past the visuals is to have an incentive. And now that you have it for homework, it might push you. I think by 10 hours, I think by 10 hours you'll be fully into it. I think I'm going to go with KOTOR. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll do Knights of the Old Republic. I'm finally getting you guys to play KOTOR. Well, then I'm very excited to hear from Mateo. So I have, I only have two. I have one that is very obvious and one that isn't. And I I want you to play the one that isn't because I know you're going to play the one that is obvious. So the one that isn't obvious, and I think I may have recommended it to you before. It's Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Oh God, that game scares me. No, it's so good. Your it's on Game so Pass. It's so terrifying. I think you'll like it because it's rooted in Norse mythology. I know how much you like Norse mythology. It's really atmospheric. What's the gameplay like? It's an action-adventure game. There's light combat, but it's mostly a puzzle-solving game. The gameplay isn't the, the, the star of the show. The star of the show is the story. It's the world that you're in. Senua's story is really relevant, like how it deals with mental health and how like she has to overcome loss in the game and it's a really compelling story it's also a uh, microsoft ip and you know how uh, you joke about uh, xbox not having good exclusives or or uh, a lot of intellectual property this is one that you haven't played and i think it's honestly really good and like the fact that it's getting a sequel soon is just it's going to make the game a lot more relevant and also, it's been enhanced. I think there's a, a an enhancement patch that came out for Series X. I played it on Xbox One. I didn't play it on Series X, but it's it's really good. It's not a long game either. Like yeah, I'm looking it up right now. You it's can like seven and a half hours. Yeah, and you can hundred percent it easily because there's only one collectible, which are like runes that you find in the world that enhance the story as well. Like they add onto the story. They're like very obviously place throughout the world the visuals and the art style are really good it's i know it looks dark and it, there are a few like kind of scary moments but they're not really that scary like i know you don't really like horror movies and stuff like that but it's not like that i'd say it's more it's a little more intense than what you probably play but it's not bad like i okay. i think i think you'd really like it and the other option that i have is one that I definitely recommended to you. I've read it, recommended to everyone, and it's a game I've just played recently that's also on Game Pass, Hades. Oh, damn. That's not the game I thought you would recommend to me. I adore Hades. 
it was like a game of the year nominee from a lot of outlets and it's well deserved like it's one of the best roguelikes i've ever played also rooted in mythology in, in mythology this time greek mythology the writing in that in that game is incredible the characters are really well written as well the difficulty curve in the game is very fair like every time you do a run through the through the 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 world it's very different than a run that you've done in the past because there's six different types of weapons and then every time you get an enhancement for that weapon in the game world you you can basically combine them in different ways and choose one of three options every time you get an enhancement and it just it makes every like you can choose to prioritize certain things and it's it's really good but the thing is with hades that might bother you a little bit because it bothered me for sure was you feel like you like you, you just have to keep grinding away sometimes like not like yeah i'm how aware you grind in an rpg no no i'm aware it's just like repeating and learning patterns and just yep. constant and it can be a little bit uh no i'm aware of annoying that. sometimes but my number one recommendation of these would be hellblade and my second one would be hades and i th- was the one that you were thinking i was gonna recommend horizon zero Dawn. I'll be honest. When you opened with Hellblade, and I was, yep. I had fully believed that your second recommendation was Horizon Zero Dawn. I yep. was, I was at the point where I was like, "No, what? I'm going to try Hellblade." But now that your second recommendation is Hades, and I've been wanting to play Hades, I think I'm going with Hades. Dang it! I wanted to play uh, Hellblade, but it's okay. But I'm definitely, you've definitely piqued my interest in Hellblade. I didn't realize it was a short game, and I didn't realize it was a puzzle-based game, and that actually has me very intrigued. So it's something I'm going to consider in the future, but I think I'm just going to, you know, resubscribe to my Xbox Live, get my Game Pass, and play some Hades. Turning into the Get Game Pass show. (laughs) It is, honestly. Game Pass is such an incredible value, and like... We are not sponsored by Microsoft, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, Hades is really, really, really good. And the, the the thing that I actually really like about it is there's a story reason behind, like, once you once you clear, do the objective once, there's a story reason to keep doing it over and over again. Part of me, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be honest. There's a part of my soul right now that's like, don't subscribe to Xbox Live and play it on Game Pass. Just buy it on Switch. <laughs> what, Hades? Yeah. I think you I would mean, have more fun with Hades more portable jewels that's why i'm thinking about it it's especially because like my roommate right now is starting a new job um and he's working early so a lot of the time i don't spend a lot of time in our living area and that's where my xbox is and i'm thinking like logistically i'll be able to maximize the time i play if i just buy it so i'm going to see what it's the price point is on switch um but 25 bucks i I don't think it's that expensive i don't think it's expensive so yeah i'm going to consider that then cool yeah so then to reiterate Gino will be playing The World Ends With You. Okay. Riley will be playing Surge 2. Mateo will be playing Knights of the Old Republic. And I will be playing Hades. And in one month's time, on October 1st, right before Metroid Dread, we're going to come back and we're going to tell you our impressions, how we thought. And remember, we only have to play 10 hours, but we're encouraged to play more if we can, and maybe even finish the games. If that's it, I'm going to pass it on over to future Juliano. See ya. See you soon, future future bros. Thank you, past Jules, for passing off this podcast to me, future Jules. Now, for those of you listening, past Jules said that we would be recording this beginning of October before Metroid Dread took up our time. Now, 
we failed at that task and this is now the end of October and Metroid Dread did take up our time but we all did complete our assignments with a little bit of modification but um, we don't need to go too much into that either way some of us completed our tasks early some of us completed them later but we all have enough to talk about now so just to remind everybody I was given Hades I accepted Hades as homework from Mateo and I bought it on Switch, and I played it. I spent probably, say, a good solid week playing that game, and I absolutely adored it. I consider myself to be a Hades prodigy because I beat Hades. Like for those of you who've never played Hades, it's a dungeon crawler game. There's like four areas, and when you like you you beat Hades when you beat the the final boss, but then there's a lot more. But I beat Hades on my fourth or fifth run, which is like absurdly early um, from what I understand. So it's very interesting. But I was like, I genuinely believed going into that game, I really enjoyed it. And I'll talk about why I enjoyed it in a, a little bit. But I genuinely believed that once I beat it, like one run, I was going to be done. But I just kept going back because I actually really, really liked it. I love the art, first of all, like, the art of the game is fantastic. The art style is great. Greek mythology is my thing. Um, I've never played a roguelite, at least not one like this before, but I was really, really invested. Just it was very addicting. The runs were very different and like learning what works best and like finding broken combos that just like bust the game. And like I found like my favorite weapon. I used the bow a lot. Um, and I just like, oh, I really enjoyed it. And the and even just like how each run could be different because like bosses changed and dialogue changed and story changed. You meet new characters, you unlock new um, boons, you unlock new um, abilities. Like it just felt very, very fun. And it made me want to keep playing to learn more and more and more about the story of the game because the story was actually very compelling. And what was most interesting to me was the fact that like it was a retelling of the classic Hades story, like Hades and the Pomegranate and Persephone. Um, and I found that very interesting because I didn't realize that playing it until I beat it. And I was like, oh, like th this is actually like that story, um, like that classic myth, like the one big Hades myth. But they did such a great spin to it that it felt very fresh and the gods just were so complex and interesting. And like, I've always loved the interpretation of Demeter being the goddess of the harvest, but being more like cold and icy. And like, they, they did that same thing here. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was a very, very good game. I really enjoyed it. I think it was a great recommendation from Mateo. Um, a plus, if you haven't played Hades, definitely do throw it on your list. Um, it was spend... given game of the year by a lot of outlets last yeah, year for a reason like that game is fantastic it's so good and like i spent my 10 hours in it but i think i maybe tripled that like i had a very good time with hades so great recommendation well, Switch, great even though it was on game pass yeah i had to play it on the best console <laughs> nintendo first but yeah no a good recommendation mateo i did really really appreciate the game and um i do recommend it to both you and or not you. you I they it. don't know who I'm speaking to. Yeah, no, you. But I mean, <laughs> I recommend it to both Gino and Riley, actually, as well. Like, you you should both give it a try. Like, even if you just play it for, like, four hours, like, it's still a fun game. But I'm just tempted to um, 
to to hop in now that it's on Game Pass and I can play through it on hopefully on PC if it's on the PC version of it. But I I do eventually want to give it a bit of a dabble. Yeah, it's interesting. I think you'd like it. Okay, who's next? I'll go next. So Riley oh. had nominated uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic for me, and wouldn't you know it? Like I said, and I believe it was our Star Wars podcast, episode two or three, whatever it was. It was episode two. Yeah. Watch when I ever start Knights of the Old Republic, they'll announce the Knights of the Old Republic remake. And the PlayStation, whatever event that they had, September PlayStation Showcase, first announcement right out the gate was Knights of the Old Republic remake. And that just demoralized me so much because I, I, I knew, like I watched you stream kotor jewels a little bit and i saw gino play it once and i'm like this game looks really dated and spoiler alert i still think it looks dated i think most people would agree with that but that like knowing that there's this nice shiny new version of this game that's going to be coming out probably in a couple years and it just like why am i going to spend time playing this but i did i played about seven hours of kotor i don't think it's a terrible game it's just a mixture of... I have to phrase this without offending Riley because I didn't hate KOTOR. But whatever story I did experience, I really enjoyed. But the thing is, I don't want to put myself through playing this game to get that story. I would like to wait till I have a really, really, really good, refined version of the game to experience this in. And I will gladly play it any way you want me to play it, Riley. I died a lot playing that game, and I don't yeah, think I it was know. really my fault. I think it's just the fact that the con- I didn't like the way the game played, and also my aspect ratio was really messed up on the TV. I didn't enjoy playing it, but that wasn't the game's fault. That's just the way it is. That's just time. Time has not been friendly to KOTOR. So, like how Jules says, like Mario Kart 64 hasn't really aged well, and that's no fault of the game. That's just what's come out since and whatever. I feel the exact same way about that with, uh, with KOTOR. I just... And I'm a big Star Wars fan, and I, I, I wanted to enjoy this game. It just didn't get its hooks into me seven hours in. I... What was even the... the what was the planet called? I don't even remember it. It's been... Terrace. I was, I was just hoping you'd get past Terrace, because if you did, I think you might have enjoyed the game a little bit more. Also, if you'd I know this shouldn't be a requirement, but if you like streamed or like asked a few questions ahead of time, I could have told you what what to do and what not to do to enjoy the game a little bit more. Like I felt when I did watch you, I noticed you had like a horrific drought when it came to medkits, and that makes things yeah. really hard on that planet. Like there were certain things that could have eased eased you along quite a bit that I probably could have helped with if you like streamed or something. Like I feel like Jules was close to quitting a few times, and I had to. I quit, so I've played KOTOR five times, and I quit the first four times. So you'll get there, Mateo. There will be a day where you replay yeah, that game four or five times, and finally you push through it, and it will eventually get fun. And yeah, that it's... day will be when the KOTOR remake comes out. Okay. I, I want you to play, but again, I still think I should play through it first to make sure they haven't completely dismembered the story. Well, I'm sure you'll get that from reviewers. They got a, this, there's a very high bar that they have to pass with the the remake, or at least get to that same level. Like this is one of those. It's a very cherished game by a lot of people, and 
it's almost like if they had to remake Ocarina of Time or other beloved, like really beloved revolutionary games. Like Kotor's almost in that same sphere or those that same on that same level. I tried, I did my best, I failed my hub world homework. Can I ask you, can you give us like I do for my students, I want two stars and a wish. Two things you liked, one thing you wish they did better. I liked how OP the Wookiee was when I got him. Big Z! Big Z, I used him the whole time. I really game. liked and was impressed with the cutscenes uh, and how well animated they were for its time. That actually like, caught me off guard in a pleasant way. But I wish the pacing of the game was a little bit better. We got through Terrace a little quicker. I know, like, uh, probably an hour of that was just me being stupid, but I feel like getting into the meat of the game faster would have been a lot more beneficial for, for me. So I might have actually played 10 hours, or I, I might actually still be playing the game now or whatever. So, fair enough. I don't, like I said, I didn't hate the game. I just, like, it's just, that's just the way it is. Mm hmm. Well. Sounds like we'll have to see what happens when the remake comes. But, mm -hmm. Riley, I believe you have a game to speak about. So, the game that was recommended to me was Rust 2. It's definitely not Rust 2. <laughs> I don't know what's going not on even, with me. Uh, not even remotely similar. Surge 2. <laughs> Rust 2 isn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I repressed most of it. Like, it's just, I did not. I was expecting uh, a more Souls-like game, but that it feels like they tried too hard to be different from the formula that I enjoy. It's it's kind of a problem with my expectations of the game relative to how it played, and so I didn't have a good time. Can you, time. like, elaborate on that? So, like, what what do you mean by they tried to be too different? Like, what was different about the game? Some of the leveling stuff was gimmicky. There was a big emphasis on crafting, which I generally hate in games. I don't like crafting in games. You know how to sneak the crafting into the his recommendation, huh? He wants you to craft when yeah. you, you play games. Yeah. Yep. I don't know if the if our listeners know this, but I yeah. So I despise crafting in games. Like I don't. It's not. It's not a fun thing to me. I don't enjoy it. I'd rather just find all the all the stuff I'd have to use. There's certain certain exceptions, obviously. Like in the Resi games, when you have to craft ammo and stuff, I can deal with that. But when your main means of upgrading your things is through crafting systems, I don't enjoy that that much. Just feels like unnecessary grind to me that that part annoyed me it made leveling weird i felt like i didn't have that much i never felt like i made that much meaningful progression because i it was tied to grinding for materials rather than currency and just finding cool weapons like in the regular souls game which is a turn off for me and the gameplay honestly felt very clunky relative to to a from made game Maybe I just need to get good, but something that bothered the hell out of me was my muscle memory when it came to dodging from soul, like a from game with iframes did not translate at all into that. Dodging not only felt clunky, but it felt like it just didn't do anything, which is a problem in a game where you're expected to dodge most things. Or I guess there was emphasis on blocking in that game, which is something I just don't have the muscle memory to do other than in Sekiro. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the same question I gave Mateo. Two stars and a wish. Two things you liked, one thing you wish was better. Uh, I like the concept of the game. I like the idea of a sci-fi Souls game. Like Another one I want to try at some point that's similar to it is Hellpoint. I'm hoping that's a little bit more uh, faithful. doesn't feel too deviant. And another thing I liked is when it ended, when I didn't have to play it anymore. <laughs> oh, that's cheating. 
I wish it would have ended sooner. Yeah, that I was just gonna say. I wish it played more like a genuine, like a from a Dark Souls game. I, I understand that's a kind of a. That's fair. It's your your two stars and wish. I know, but I just feel like that's. I'm I'm hating the game for what it wasn't rather than trying to analyze it for what it was. Yeah, but you know what? In all fairness, I know what you mean. For example, like when I play Zelda-like games. It's very easy to dislike them when they are too different. Or like when we play Smash clones, right? Like one of the big things about Smash clones, I'm always just like, why don't they just make it exactly like Smash Bros. but with different characters? Like they don't need to do anything different. And I always despise the changes. So like, I get that. Like you are playing a game like that because you want to play a game like that. And you can respect it for doing its own thing, but ultimately like you've grown accustomed to a certain way of playing that genre because from really like is the definitive but version of that genre the problem with that is even with from they make variations on the theme like Sekiro, 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 however you want to pronounce it it plays very differently than the other ones but it still has that insane level of polish that they put into their games that surge just i feel didn't, didn't have, have. It felt very much like a B, like it didn't feel like a triple A game. It felt like a an A game at most, more like a B game. It was like, I don't know if you've ever played Lords, uh, what is it, Lords of the Fallen or whatever. It's it was another yeah. Souls game that was like that game felt like a bad ripoff of Dark Souls two. And this is this game was slightly above that. I'd say it's in terms of quality, it's slightly below Dark Souls two. It's mm-hmm. not a terrible game. I don't know. It's maybe something I'll come back to at some point and actually finish, but... Well, Gino, it's on to you, our final hub homework. And I know yours is accompanied with a lot. Yeah, my, mine has a bit of baggage with it. Uh, Giuliano suggested to me, the world ends with you. And I guess you guys can already tell how I feel about that game, because it's a series. <laughs> I decided to document my entire uh, my entire playthrough of uh, this series. I was hoping only to get maybe 10 hours if I didn't like it, but... I'm enjoying it, and I know, like, the views and stuff for it haven't been, like, absolutely the greatest, but I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's something that I made as I've been playing through this game, and I'm enjoying it. I'm bringing you guys along uh, my journey with that as well. As of recording this episode here, I have about, like, 13 or 14 episodes recorded, and I think only six are on the channel right now. One is slated to go up later, later on, but I'm having a lot of fun with it, and the gameplay is good. The music is fun. Uh, I wasn't expecting the characters to have so much attitude that they do. So as I'm <laughs> narrating, as I'm narrating the games, it's just like random things that like Neku, Shiki, and like Beat will say to each other. Like, "Are you high?" What like? There's this one character that has a blog. It's called F Everything, and I'm just like, "Huh." I wasn't expecting that, but okay. And I try to like. I feel like I should be laughing a lot more, but I want to kind of like. I don't know, like, I I found myself, like, as I'm even reading the dialogue and everything, and Mateo does not like it when I read the dialogue in that game. He's like, this is so cheesy. I'm like, why are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know. I started doing it in episode one. Now I got to do it for the entire thing. But I'm, like, giving the characters, like, little, like, I'm giving them, like, voice quirks and things. Like, there's this one, like, really overtly, like, blatant anime character that does the tin pin stuff. And I'm like, is this, like, a bad, like, 2000s anime product kind of show? Where, like, and I kind of gave him, like, this, like, Beyblade Bakugan kind of, like, attitude, like, oh, I'm the main character, brah, and my thing is amazing, and buy my products. 
I'm just having a lot of fun with that game. The touch controls, yeah. I am not able to experience because I, because I couldn't get the audio output off of my Switch without it being docked. So I can't do touch controls. All because good. The screen, the screen turns itself off. But honestly, it was Jules, for me at first, but I, I'll accept it because you're making yeah. a series out of it. Like, and yeah, and honestly, cool. I think the, the like the slash controls and like the more like slashing and things like that, like the melee combat works way better with like just like swiping mm. your hand left and right with the with the motion controls. It's actually different. I'm sure that when you were playing it with the touch controls, you were doing more blastery kind of content. Or like yeah. like ranged content and stuff, right? Because it's a lot safer. I'm a mm -hmm. lot more like up close and personal, and I think that fits my type of gameplay style way more. Because like even in like RPGs and things like that, going to like uh, like Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy, I and even games like Dragon Quest, I always end up playing as like the fighter or like a melee character that gets like up close, personal, and like beats everyone up with my sword. I don't really use mm -hmm. magic and range, so it Valid. this playstyle happens to fit my personality, and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Cool. So yeah, great game. Do play. Do do watch. <laughs> where are you still? Just like before we kind of move on, where are you at right now? Like as of recording this, where are you right now in that game? Because I know you're going to continue it, but so I'm in the middle of week two. Spoiler alert: there's more than one week in the Reapers game, and yeah, so should be interesting. Well then, that is our hub homework for, it was supposed to be our September hub homework, blood into October, that's okay. So now we just want to let you guys know that we are going to continue this series moving forward, but what the format's going to be is a little different, because now what we're going to do is we are actually going to draw our next hub world homework games now on this episode and we'll recap that for you in the, the next episode where we talk about those games but we thought it would be a good structure to have the structure of talking about the previous hub world homework and then telling you what's coming next you know so um so we know that this being the first hub world homework episode will be a little longer but that's okay so um we are going to assign our next hub world homework games because of the time mismanagement we'll call it that we all had we're not gonna call this a, like a november or, or a, like a monthly like we're not gonna assign it to a month we're just gonna say these are the games for hub world homework when all of us have completed the homework we will upload that next episode for you we're anticipating that it will hopefully be out before the end of 2021 so stay tuned on that but let's do the the same thing so again like we each give each other two, maybe three games and pick from there. And I believe what we've decided is rather than doing a randomizer again, since there's only so many sequences for this month, we're going to do the reverse. So whoever gave you your game last month, this time will be, you will be giving them the game. So are we good to go? We get to start. Yeah. Okay. I'll start. So Mateo gave me a game last month. So now I get to gift him a game. So I have two games in mind for you. Two games that I've recommended to you before. So the first one is Scribble Knots, which we have seen go on sale time and time again. It's still not cheap enough. Still not yeah. cheap enough. $9 for the, the majority of the series ain't cheap enough. Yeah. Um, but Scribble Knots is a really, really fun game. Like It's one of those DS classic ones. Um, if you like wordplay, you like figuring 
out puzzles. And if you like DC, because there's a whole DC one, like I think you would like Scribblenauts. It's a little bit childish. It's probably not going to last you 10 hours, to be honest. Um, but it's a fun little thing just to play. Um, so that's my first one. But my second one, which is the one I really hope you do choose, there is um, a platformer I played about a year and a half ago on Switch. And when I played it, um, the music, the environments, the art style, just the gameplay in general is just really, really good. I really, really enjoyed it. And I couldn't get it out of my head that I felt like you'd like it. But it's called Monster Boy and the Cursed Kingdom. It is a spiritual successor to the Wonder Boy series from back in the day. I don't know what system, um, but it's really good. Like, it's surprisingly long. Like, it's probably going to last you like 15 hours if you do choose to play it till the end. Um, but it's like a it's like a Zelda 2 slash Metroidvania. Like it's like a Shantae kind of thing. Um, loads of transformations, really cool art style, like lots to do in the world. And it's just really fun. Like I really think you would enjoy it. And I know like Metroidvanias are pretty hot right now, so it might be cool to experience a different kind of one. Well, do I pick Scribblenauts or Monster Boy? Well, you know what? For the memes, I think I'm going to kick Scribblenauts to the side. And I am on a Metroidvania high. I think that was a very good selling point because after Metroid Dread, I really want to keep going with Metroidvanias. And I remember you did I remember seeing you play Monster Boy while we were at the airport when we went to Disneyland a couple of years ago and I did think that game looked really interesting and you gave you I sampled some of the music and and I know that game is was very well received when it came out and you've you've just been talking about it you you really think i should play it and your recommendations for me in the past have have mostly been spot on so i will give monster boy a try mostly i believe it's still on sale for um the lowest it's ever been normally it's a 40 dollar game but it is on sale and if you can't get on sale like you can always just log into my switch account and play it from mine um yeah. so it's accessible all right Cool. I've selected Monster Boy. Sweet. Mateo's got Monster Boy. So I guess, Mateo, you're assigning to Riley. Well, Riley, I have chosen two games that I know for a fact you have been pushing off for a very, very, very long time. And I will take the initiative here and nominate these to you because I know for a fact all of us in this episode have been begging you to play both of these games. Now, the first game is the one I would hope you play eventually but maybe not for the, for the sake of this episode no it's not animal crossing i would never put you through that riley and there's a lot of crafting in there but uh the first game is fire emblem three houses i know you've you've played fire emblem games in the past and enjoyed them three houses in my opinion i think is one of the best fire emblem games you can pick your your house you can have three games in one basically depending on which path you take so that game has I mean, we've a lot of re- game enough to know that I've already picked my house if I were to play. Well, it. yeah, yeah, but if you if you enjoy the game, there's a lot. There's multiple other options you can take. The game is fantastic. The music's fantastic. The the visuals are fantastic. The story is excellent, and it's Fire Emblem at its arguably at its best. Yeah, and, and addendum to the story there, the story you would be choosing really is. Probably, if not the best Fire Emblem story, like, top three for sure. 
there isn't much more I can say about it as like unless like aside from like it's probably one of the best games on Switch. Period. I would recommend that game to to anybody. Like that the, that game is fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. The game that I really, 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 really want you to play, and you have it, and it's available to you on through multiple different ways. Ori in the Blind Forest. Ori in the Blind Forest changed my life, Riley. Before I even played it. I believe I've told the story on the podcast, but for the sake of time, I will not mention it. The music in that game is phenomenal, Riley. The atmosphere, the vibe, the visuals, the story, it's just, it's perfect. It's a Metroidvania, and it's almost unlike most Metroidvanias. And I just feel the pacing in that game is fantastic. There's there's that feeling of isolation that Metroid has. It, it encapsulates that perfectly as well. But then you go from your standard Metroidvania platforming, going through this massive world. Then you get to an area and the game speeds up, like literally speeds up. You have to escape something and then it goes back to that somber, more chill environment. And the game isn't is, is only like, Probably, you probably beat it in five to ten hours. It's, and there's a lot of collectibles there if you want to continue your game experience or whatever, if you want to continue playing it. But you've been putting it off for too long. You need to play Ori in the Blind Forest, Riley. Let it change your life like it changed mine. Play it on Game Pass. I think it's on PC as well. It's a top five Metroidvania, in my opinion, that like of that I've played. So I have to play Ori just so I can compare it to Hollow Knight and see how it stacks up. If that's all, is that, if that's what it takes, then... By all means, that's actually you pick two pretty good ones because I do want to do want to play both of them. Um, hey, and if if you pick Ori and you like it, then you can play Ori and the Will of the Wisps, true, another game you, you should be playing. Yeah, you should have recommended <laughs> to him the the Switch like double pack of Ori and the Blind Forest and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I'm just wondering which. I'm assuming Ori's less of a time commitment. Because yes. this upcoming month is going to be, uh, sorry, I guess it's not, it's going to be beyond, like, it doesn't have to be within the month, but anywhere past December is going to be rough. Like, or Ori's the type of game where I think if you start it, you're not going to want to put it down, because it, it gets its hooks into you really early. Ori's, like, typical Metroidvania length, too. It's, like, yeah. like to do everything, you're probably looking at, like, 12 hours, whereas Fire Emblem Three Houses, like, realistically, one playthrough depending how much you put into it, it could take anywhere from, like, 25 to, like, 40 hours. Yeah. All right. Then I'm going to... Mateo, I'm going to make your day. I'm going to go with Ori. Yeah. Yeah. We can finally talk about Ori after you, you play it. <laughs> All right. Oh, so, it's so good. I, I have to suggest some things for Gino. So, Gino, I... Do it. Pardon? Oh, God. Surge Russ, too. Surge, too. Make me play it. Yeah, you know you you didn't actually play Search Two though you suggested. Now now that I have played, I think you'll love it. It has so much crafting. Oh gosh. Uh, That's so good. Wait, are you serious? No. (laughs) Okay. If I'm gonna make you play one of those, I'm gonna make you replay like play actually play through Bloodborne or put more time into Bloodborne. But I'm not gonna do that. Today, the two games I've chosen for you, well the first one, given that you've already played a game I've suggested it's this by the same developer. Not yeah. quite the same game, but the same sort of design mentality. You liked Prey, right? You liked it quite I, a bit? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Friggin' amazing. Quite, so it doesn't offer quite the same amount of freedom, but a game mm-hmm. that I think you might enjoy. It's I found it to be very fun. Quite replayable. Uh, I enjoy the story. Is uh, Dishonored. 
It's on Game yes. Pass. I I have attempted Dishonored. I got about a third of the way through it. Oh yeah, I was playing on a. Ri- I was playing on a harder difficulty though, so I'm probably not going to go on like super hard and go stealth only. I'm just going to have fun with it. Yeah, I will say honestly, I did I did all the playthroughs to get most of the achievements. I had way more fun when I just like not murder absolutely everything, but was pretty liberal with my murder. I I didn't have nearly as much fun when I was doing the uh, the no kill, never being seen thing. I think it's more fun to to try to be stealthy, and if things go to shit, then you you kill, beat everyone up. Yeah, yep, slicey dicey. All All right, and the second game. As all of y'all force me to play Kingdom Hearts, I will force Gino to play this, or at least try and go Gino into playing this. I think you should play MGS1. Ooh. Ooh. Now, is this original, original MGS1, or the remake on GameCube that we talked about in our GameCube Essentials episode? Hmm. Can I can I give Gino the choice? Can I count that as one game? Sure. I, pick I, would, I would do the GameCube one, and I would call the series Is This Essential? All right, that just sounds. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Turning everything we're gonna, we're into gonna let's play. One one. Nope, nope. GameCube. I can borrow it from you, right? Or I actually, you know what, Riley? I think you let both. me your MG. I think you let me your MGS collection in the hopes that I would play it. I think I have it in one of my drawers here. Well, that one doesn't have the GameCube one. Yeah, that's probably my 360 one. Okay. Because yeah. I have many, I have many MGS collections. To to be fair. Yeah, I think I I think I would do Twin Snakes on GameCube if that's okay. Okay. Just because I'm more familiar with that controller. And I feel like PlayStation controllers, I feel like I could literally twist them in half and they would snap. Just like poorly made. Except for PS5. PS5 controller is great. Yeah. Well, the thing is, and the nice thing about Twin Snakes is that if you do like Twin Snakes, then when you do eventually play MGS 2 and 3, you'll be more familiar with kind of like the play style and control style because they're very similar. So is that what you're accepting? Twin Snakes? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take I'll take MGS two. Sorry, MGS Twin Snakes. Yeah. Even though like I I wouldn't mind going back and doing Dishonored. I just feel like this might be a bit easier. Oh wait a minute, no, Dishonored would be easier for me to stream because I don't have a capture card for GameCube. Uh, well, there's a reason. Well, I can talk. Yeah, well, I can talk about it. Yeah, you can do it. I believe it yeah. might spark a love of MGS in you. Yep. Maybe that would make me happy. Hey Adriano, can I borrow your emulator? We don't do that around these parts. Yeah, we're not Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shots fired. Anyway, uh, Jules, so I guess I get to uh, I get to suggest a few I'm games. I'm genuinely games. scared. I've been nervous all day. What will Gino give me? Gino tries to break the conventions and everything, right? And I there's two that I have. Realistically, three. But it depends on a specific something. I forgot what my first one was. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely forgot. Talk oh. about your second one then. Okay. My second one then. So, Jules, this is a game that I purchased back in 2018 with every intention of playing it. And then I asked Mateo if he could play it. He played it for a little bit and couldn't really get into it within the first hour and a bit. And recently I remember you talking about how much you really enjoyed Bioshock. Riley should know where this is going, because he suggested me this game a little while ago, and I'm like, oh yeah, I own this game, and it's fucking amazing, and that game is Prey. It is Bioshock in space. Okay, I thought this was going somewhere completely different. Okay. It usually does. 
I thought but, you were gonna yeah. say System Shock, and I was gonna be like, "Ain't no way am I going back to that." No, 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 no. no um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't suggest okay. that to you. Robin Wood, but not me. Yeah, Robin um, Wood for sure. Yeah, and I think there's a System Shock remake in the works, so I wouldn't make someone go uh, go back and play uh, something super, super old and dated unless it has a proper remake. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, Prey is amazing. As I was playing, uh, as I was playing through Prey, it kind of rekindled that like original. Bioshock 1 kind of vibe that I got. Bioshock had this very like, okay, here is this city under the sea, and it had this very isolated kind of feel to it. You get um you 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 get put into contact by like what appears to be like a lone survivor in the form of Atlas, and you're following Atlas's instructions to ensure your own survival, and then you can pick some morale. There's some basic morality where you okay, do you save uh the little sisters or do you harvest them for more power? And you have this like alien-esque kind of power in the form of the uh, like the, the power-ups and stuff in that game. I forgot mm-hmm. what they're called. Yeah. Anyway, in Prey, you play as mid-40s scientist uh, Morgan Yu, and you are sent into outer space, and you discover these amazing alien-based and machine-based superpowers. You are stranded on the space station as you discover that you are probably the only survivor here and you were guided through the game by a disembodied voice and it's up to you whether to listen to it or not do um you stay true to your human roots and keep your dna clean of alien infestation or do you give in to the alien parasite dna and uh get super powerful but the space station slowly turns against you now my question is is this a first-person shooter? It is. It is okay. It is very much like Bioshock 1 in terms of okay. shooting. The shooting is not... You You can sneak around and hack things and, like, be more... Like, you can stealth your way through the game. There is, there is combat that is unavoidable from what I've played, but you can stealth your way through the game, and if you pick certain alien powers, you can kind of, like, convince enemies not to attack you. Okay, cool. And is it, like... So is it a mix of like shooting and like kind of like similar to Bioshock, like having um, like magic or like some kind of like powers and stuff, or is yes. it mostly yes. okay? Yeah, it depends on yeah. on what builds and stuff you go for. So the the build that I was playing through was just like how I played through the original Bioshock. I had a wrench in one hand and I had bees, <laughs> bash and bees. That's what I did. Sounds good to me. Okay, so yeah. what's your second game? Or sorry, uh, second... your first game. Yes. Since that was your second game. So, you were just talking about how much you've enjoyed this roguelike experience, and I was talking to Riley about this a little while ago, actually, and it uh, this pick depends on the strength of your computer. It is another roguelike game, it is a grandfather of the roguelike, and it recently just got a remaster. Are you talking about Diablo? Yeah, Diablo 2. It's multiplayer. Still, I still That's don't know why. if it's really a roguelike. Well, I'm pretty sure it's not. It has an isometric gameplay. There is loot. You can pick your classes and your abilities based on... Like, you have abilities and everything. So, like, if you play as a barbarian, you're going to be more physical. If you play through as the druid, you're going to have more, like, spells and things like that. If you're playing through the Amazon, you're going to have more, like, javelin, like, speedy, stabby, runaway kind of gameplay there's a mage where you can just stay back and just blast things with fire and stuff too so like it has it has different classes but you can't like switch in between runs like you would in um in hades 
It is an older game. It is mostly like kill things, get loot, power up your abilities, kill better, kill stronger things, get better loot, and that's kind of like the gameplay. Everything is procedurally generated, though. So every time you log into the game and explore the world, it's completely different than it was the last time. Now, here's the fun fact. Yes. I've actually played some of Diablo 2. Yes. I did oh. long, many, many years ago. Long, long time ago. But I'll be honest, I was definitely already considering picking up Diablo 2. Um, but the thing is, I wanted it on Switch because realistically, my computer will not run it. The other big thing with Diablo 2 is that it is going to be a pretty expensive price point. So, like I, would, like I, would, I would be down to pitch in a bit for it. That's, that's why. Like fair. The re- yeah, and that's why I suggested it. Like, like, that's why I asked about the strength of your computer before I go through with this, yeah. su- this suggestion, just because I feel like it's a great multiplayer experience. And yeah, like, and that's the good and thing I with think... it. You can you can you can hook up a Bluetooth controller and play with the controller that way. That's how I'm playing through it. I know it's blasphemy for Diablo two and controller to be said in the same sentence, but I played through the Diablo three on Switch and I thought it was great playing with the button controls and it worked. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: is I agree with you. If I played Diablo two, definitely gonna want to play it multiplayer. But there's no way my computer is running that game very well. I do have a happy medium though. And okay. have you played Minecraft Dungeons? I have. Ah, I played it okay. with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't you remember go? if you if if you stopped partially or if you went through the entire thing because that is kind of like it's Diablo light. Yeah. It's why Diablo I say that? It, it, yeah. So it's based on like you 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 know kind of how it works. Where yeah. You have, I know. I know exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know exactly. And so, it's a great multiplayer, especially couch co-op as well well here's the thing i played minecraft dungeons so i'm not gonna play minecraft dungeons diablo 2 like i said like i've definitely all given it some thought i think if they ever add cross play like i might consider it mm-hmm. but right now like i'm not a pc gamer i don't enjoy playing things on my pc even if it could run anything so i'm definitely leaning more toward prey in fact okay. i think i'm just gonna say yeah i'm gonna accept prey you pitch it pretty well like in general it sounded really interesting now where do i access prey it is on game pass wonderful microsoft owns bethesda yep. perfect there you go yeah. minecraft dungeons also available on game pass like if it's like bioshock i'm assuming it's a shorter game probably like 12 15 hours i i've definitely massaged that um that gameplay time a little bit more i'm kind of upwards around like 15 ish but like i'm doing side quests and things right like if you play mm. blitz through right through the story i'm sure it'll be just as long as that thing but you can make that game last a lot longer and that's the one of the things that i found with bioshock what it couldn't it didn't really do is like once you're done your time in rapture there's not really much else to do there weren't a lot of side quests and prey has a lot of side quests it's a bethesda game right so well yeah it does say it's 16 hours here but you can go up to like 27 and a half well i'm gonna give prey a try i think i think that's uh the one I want to try, so I'll give that. That will be my homework. So, just a re- recap: this upcoming homework season, Riley will be playing Ori in the Blind Forest. Mateo will be playing Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom. I will be play- playing Prey, and Gino will be playing Metal Gear Solid: The Twin Snakes. We will let you know in the next episode what we end up doing as our cap. Um, we started with 10 last time, but we ended up easing up 
on it to five. Um, and we'll see what happens. I, I'm more confident this month that everybody's going to get to 10, if not complete their games. I'm, I'm definitely a lot more confident. Like these ones here, like they are a lot more modern games as well. I think I have the oldest one at with MGS being back in like the GameCube era, mm-hmm. but it's not a PS1 game. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that's that's it for the first ever episode of the Hub World Homework um, special double-sized episode where you got to hear our recommendations once, then our reactions and our recommendations twice. So next time we join you for Hub World Homework, um, we'll recap a little bit about what we got given, but then we'll mostly just talk about what we have and do our next draw. And yeah, so just, you know, typical end-of-the-podcast shenanigans. If you have a recommendation for something you'd like us to play, throw it in the comments. Remember to hit like, subscribe um, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts. And, you know, Mateo would like to say it. Microsoft, make a new banjo game. See you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Fare thee well.